If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Tom Simpson, who's also known as Physio Tom. Physio Tom is an equine physiotherapist who uses TENS, dry needling or acupuncture, heat ultrasound, rock taping method, stretching and massage for horses to maintain performance and treat injuries. How are you, Tom? Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Now, Tom, I understand you've got a quote for us that you could introduce us to. Yeah, I certainly do. There's a couple that I sort of refer back to and use, especially when I'm dealing with clients, especially in relation to horses, where time is someone's best friend. Mm -hmm. And one particular quote that someone mentioned to me long ago is small steps, giant leaps. And so if you just remember that, small steps every day, before you know it, you'll be making the giant leaps that you want. But a lot of people want to leap before they take that small step. So Mm -hmm. it's a great way of reminding them every day, little by little. Yes. Yep. No, I can see that. And I think think it doesn't just relate to physiotherapy. I think, you know, it can relate a lot to training as well. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, mm. people, the whole management of the horse. Because yep. often people can certainly have stars in their eyes, which is a great thing, but they want to get there yesterday. And it, the hard work that goes into it and the daily grind, you know, a lot of people probably don't take into account initially. And so it's really important to remind them just little by little every day and you'll get there. Yep, yep. Now, Tom, tell us, because you're a physio, you're a qualified physio, but how did you actually start with horses? What are your first memories, not just how you started, but what are your first memories about starting with horses? I grew up in the country, so I had that natural affiliation with horses, as every country person does that grows up on a farm. And I sort of always just gravitated back towards them. I enjoyed their company, and I was the sort of kid that would prefer going out riding their horse all weekend rather than doing other things or sitting inside or whatever it was. So... I had this feeling that I'd always end up back there and I had owned a little champion horse called Bo who was a little stock horse and him and I had a great relationship and I'll never forget one day riding home, riding at home, rounding up some horses and the image is still very vivid in my mind thinking I will definitely work with horses one day because you can't replace that that feeling. Mm. So then I embarked on a career complete opposite direction. Funnily enough, didn't enjoy it at all, but luckily it was physiotherapy for humans Mm -hmm. or two-legged animals as I call them and then I ended up doing the masters in equine physio so from then on it's been a whirlwind but I haven't looked back it's been it's been fantastic that's that's great and and good news for the horse industry too to have someone that's got that um, affinity with horses but also got the qualifications required to actually treat them and do things correctly yeah, yeah, I think, no, thank you for that. And I'm very passionate about both sides of that. I think you have to love the animal. And I think education is, you know, of utmost importance mm, because, mm. Um, you know, yeah, it's an industry where sometimes I've been around horses all my life justifies doing weird and wonderful things to horses, which I don't agree with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of non-science-based old wives' tales too that uh, have been handed yeah, down. Uh, for a long, long time and just, yeah, need a little bit more research, a little bit more thinking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
no question. Yeah, so if someone wants to work, because you, you work in a lot of different parts of the horse industry as you go around visiting your, you know, the horses that you treat, what sort of core skills or character traits do you think someone needs to be able to work in the horse industry, not specifically within physiotherapy, but just generally within the horse industry? The first word that springs to mind with that is resilience, mm-hmm. because I certainly have had my share of knockbacks and I think that if you turned away the first knockback you had, you'd be turned away pretty quick. So I think resilience in every aspect is, of, you know, whether it's a jockey, whether you're eventing, whether you're being a strapper, whatever it is, mm-hmm. veterinary work, trainers. So that's the first and foremost. And then I think the second thing is that you must have the passion for the animal, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't have that, you're not going to put in the extra time. You're not going to put in hours that are unpaid. You won't be waking up early like most people involved with horses do every day, public holidays, Christmas days, all of that sort of thing. So those two things are of utmost importance for me. And I see that, you know, I see the successful people have both of those things, you know. Yep, yep. What do you think is the best thing about working in the horse industry? Oh, the obvious, but definitely the horse. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's not sometimes, I mean, indirectly, you know, you, you can take things for granted along the way. And then it's not until you either speak to someone about what you do or you someone comes along and witnesses what you do. And, oh, you know, just the expression they have and the absolute jealousy they have that you're surrounded by these amazing horses. And I'm lucky that I've been surrounded by some of the elite ones mm. it's incredible you know mm. and i'm very fortunate you get to form a bit of a bond with them and in a privileged position in that role but seeing them do what they do train so hard and then go out and perform it's incredible yeah, yeah. it really is yeah yeah so with all this you know because you've worked with some great people and you've worked with some great horses what about people who've influenced you and helped you in your career yeah, without doubt, the most influential figure I've had along the way is a gentleman by the name of Dr. Michael Robinson, who was, when I met him, one of the um, senior associates at Randwick Equine Centre. Mm-hmm. And just an incredible person, incredible character, first and foremost, and incredible mind, and just a genius, to be honest. And he was, you know, when I first embarked on this little journey, it was close to 10 years ago now, and you know, the rejection and the knockbacks I got were... I'll never forget it, and it just spurred me on to prove the doubt is wrong because Mm -hmm. physio wasn't a term that was common, you know. It was the odd chiropractor working on nothing, you know, in terms of physio and what we're achieving now was unheard of. So he really took me under his wing. I just learned so much from him, and he to this day remains a great mentor. Mm -hmm. And without him, there's no way I would have achieved what I have. He's just invaluable, incredible. Yep, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's from a yeah veterinary point of view, and then probably from a you know a number of different people in the horse training point of view that have been influential. But but he would be the one that stands out without okay. doubt. Okay. Good. Good. Now we've talked about Bo. Is there another horse or any other horses you think who've really influenced you and helped you in your career? Any other standouts there? I'm sure that they all are. Um, I'm sure that they've um, you know you've worked with some amazing horses. But yeah, if you can have a bit of a think about that. There's two, when you mentioned that, spring straight to mind. One was a little racehorse, a little thoroughbred who we, myself and a couple of friends, bought out of a paddock that was basically sacked. And he was an extremely well-bred horse. And we had a bit of inside information as to the fact that he could gallop but may have been in the wrong environment. So 
naivety is bliss. So we, we bought him and we became attached to him very quickly. And he won some races for us and we achieved the unthinkable with him and unfortunately he broke down and did a rare injury, which is, was a deep digital flexor tendon injury. Mm. And then, so he retired into stud because he'd won us some good races and he didn't owe us any money. So it was a bit of a, you know, experience to put him to start, et cetera, et cetera, because you're so well bred. And then unfortunately he died of colic and I, that was like a member of the family. So he, he's the first one that, you know, there's, I've only got one photo in my house and it's of him. So that's <laughs> how important he was. And there's another horse called Utsen who had a big hand in helping the first horse really got my hand in to demonstrate the benefit of physiotherapy for rehab and prehab, and he won the Villiers, which is a big race at Christmas at Randwick. And before that, he was going quite average, to say the least. So that was those two horses are been very influential in different ways in my career. Mm, mm. I was getting a bit sad. I almost cried then when you told me about you know the injury, but then you know doing well, been getting an injury, then doing well at saddle, you know what looked like a good future, and then colic. You know, it's just you never know with oh, horses, do you? You know, yeah, yeah. We nicknamed them that breed, that particular family, the Kennedys, because there was just tragic. The whole family suffered. Oh suffered some form of tragedy it was uh, yeah it was I mean it's, it was really tough at the time but it it's reinforced the passion and, and love I suppose that I have for the animals mm. so but yeah he was you know he was this beautiful big colt that would gallop up to you in the paddock and nuzzle you and he's just the most amazing temperament and character so mm. yeah we saved him once but couldn't save him the second time so it was a bit it was, it was a bit sad but yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think your proudest moment's been so far I've been fortunate to be involved in some really, really good sort of events or, or things. I think probably the number one proudest moment was where it really hit me that, gee, I've achieved what I set out to achieve was when I was really fortunate last year to go to um, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Sorry, must, geez, it must be years ago now. With a gelding called Chautauqua, who was raced by the Haw- he's still raced by the Hawks family. Okay. And he went over there as part of a sprint series and he's – you know, it was incredible to go over there as the treating physio as part of the team. You know, I was the only ancillary person they took over. They left everyone else here and took the physio, which was a great mm. indictment of what they thought of the role. So, you know, that was incredible experience. And, and he won the race, which – and he won it in, in the most amazing fashion. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to share it with some really close friends. And just the whole thing was incredible. So that was really, really something. That was – Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay, so what do you think? You know, you said earlier on about the challenges that you had before you met Dr. Michael Robinson. Yeah. What sort of cha- – you know, just go a bit more into detail about, you know, what sort of challenges. Like people just – yeah, you you tell me. You tell me the story and, and how you started, how you decided that human physiotherapy wasn't what you wanted to do. It was equine, but, you know, just tell me about the challenges that you had on the way. Yeah, I vividly remember – the time I decided to quit being a human physio and I was treating a patient and we have this scale of one to 10 with a rating and anyone who's been to a physio has probably heard of it. And, you know, 10 is the worst pain you could ever have. Like your arm's mm-hmm. been cut off, zero is no pain. And I asked this patient what was their pain out of 10 and, yeah, it was clearly they weren't in that much pain and they said 12. And I was like, well, it can't be 12, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking I can't have empathy for that person. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the profession justice. So I need to do something else. And then fortunately, the timing was perfect because there was a master's in equine physio or animal physiotherapy and you did dogs and horses. And mm-hmm. then I went on to work in horses. 
at Queensland University, which is unfortunately no longer running. You have to go to Liverpool Uni in um, England. So that was an easy sell for me, and I, I just applied and did it and had no idea. I had absolutely no idea of whether physio existed or it didn't or, you know, I knew it was emerging, but, mm. gee, I, I had no concept of the amount of uh, resistance I would face. So then I did a week, week's or the work experience at, at Randall Gekon Centre, and the vets were tolerant, but they certainly weren't, um, they certainly weren't inviting. And I'll never forget at the end of my week, I said, oh, well, it'd be great to still be involved. And one of the vets there will remain nameless, but this great colleague of mine now, we laugh about it. He said, look, I'll give you some advice. Stop wasting everyone's time. You won't make a dollar. I walked down the stairs and I was like, yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Because I knew the benefits of it. I knew I'd applied it to forces, you know, and I knew I was on the right path. But so that was, and look, you know, unfortunately, I mean, there are still, for want of a better word, dinosaurs there and, you know, they are, the, the horse will still perform and the horse will still do this. And, yeah, the horse might with most things, but, you know, Usain Bolt's physio doesn't make you run faster or, or jump higher or whatever discipline they're doing, but they make them or assist them in performing at their optimum, you know, mm-hmm. and apart from anything else, provide incredible therapeutic relief. And, you know, if anyone's ever questionable or, or sort of, you know, reluctant, sceptical, I just ask them how did they used to manage their injuries when they were an elite athlete and the look on their face usually mm. usually implies that they've never been an elite athlete so they wouldn't yep. understand and yep. I think that's a really good way of responding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably the veterinary profession still has a long way to go in that regard. It's certainly got some fantastic people that are that have been great for me, no question. I work very closely with a lot of vets now, which is great. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I took everyone at their word initially, then I'll I would have quit long ago. But the trainers have been really supportive, fantastic. Uh, the owners incredible. You know, I've been really lucky to work with people like Kate Taylor-Weed, Daniela Dirks, those sort of guys that are just incredible in what they do from an athlete point of view and with their horse. Mm-hmm. You know, Roger Fitzharding's been extremely helpful being a physiotherapy himself. He understands yep, yep. a lot of it. So those people have been great. Um, it has more been some skeptics in the um, probably in the veterinary profession initially, you know, mm-hmm. and I only mean initially. Now, work in progress, but a lot better. Yep, yep, yep. I was just going to say, you know, tell us a little bit about the, you know, because you've talked quite a lot about the um, the racing part of horses, and I can understand that, you know, because they are athletes, but in performance horses, you've also worked with a few performance horses as well. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's where I really first learned the trade. And any advice I give to anyone. That you know they, they have a passion for racing. As anyone that's ever worked with me, I, I ensure that they get their exposure to performance horses because that's where you learn everything. Especially mm-hmm. in a discipline like eventing, which I absolutely love, and I've been over to badminton, and I mean, still to this day, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to you know, Royal Ascot and Hong Kong. Badminton was a mind-blowing experience, and mm-hmm. watching those horses, what they go through, the rider, the three disciplines, the recovery that the horse needs, and there's probably no better discipline than of anything that needs physio. Mm-hmm. You're working in a restricted time frame. Obviously, you can't medicate. So any therapeutic intervention is worth its weight in gold. So absolutely love. You know, I've been out watching George Satter run his clinics and his credible coach. You know, I've just been exposed to some really good people from, from that point of view. Yep. And they're absolutely you know, elite athletes without doubt, in their own right. I mean, mm-hmm. dressage, it's, I don't think people understand how strong these horses are and, you know, the ballistic movement involved and the core stability involved, both 
horse and rider. So racing is sort of where the majority of work is, but the passion for sports performance yeah, certainly remains. And I still get out there and, you know, Daniel and Dirks, mm-hmm. hey, those guys, Roger. So, I, yeah, I'd have them once a month. And it's, it's a brilliant fresh air. I really enjoy it. Yep. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website, horsechats.com. So with all the horses and, you know, thinking about the race horses, the performance horses and going through the phases, you know, the different, the dressage, the show jumping, eventing and any other horses that you treat, is there like a common problem that or a common physio a common thing that you fix or, you know, what's uh, more common? And also, too, is there something that people can do to either help prevent it or to help with the recovery of the horse? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic question. And I think the number one thing that sticks out for me is back pain. I think it's poorly understood. I think it's underdiagnosed. And there is so much that people can do on a doesn't even have to be daily basis, but I'd recommend it. But there's so much people can do at home for the prevention and management. And first thing that springs to mind, which is, a, I mean, I'm certainly not doing the hard sell, but a product I designed for this exact reason is for recovery, icing the horse's back. Mm-hmm. And so because there was nothing there that did that, and I saw the benefits of doing it, you know, in an amateur way with a towel and wetting the towel and putting it on, I developed a ice pack called Equi-Ice, so you can put it over there back in their sacroiliac area for prevention, management, treatment of injuries, recovery, cooling, etc. Mm-hmm. It is the most simple thing to use, but it can really achieve a lot. And yeah. we do ice bars as, as human athletes, we ice their legs, but the whole motor area that is so crucial for every discipline and preserving range of motion, reducing pain, so they've got that power and that strength. You know, we're basically thought. So seeing incredible results on a daily basis with the people that are using it. It's heavily involved in the racing world now as, as management and it's so refreshing to see. And, you know, Daniela Dirks, Kate, they, those guys are using it. They're icing their horses' legs, putting the ice pack on their back. Mm-hmm. The difference in muscle tone, muscle bulk and absence of pain is incredible. Okay. Absolutely incredible. So yep. that would be the number one. And then specific stretching and strengthening exercises, which are invaluable for their, for their horses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about contact details in a bit, but the Equi-Ice, is that available through your website? Uh, it's available through the Equi-Ice website. So it's um, www.equi-ice. Yeah, we'll put those details on the page as well. Tom, have you got a book that you can recommend to our listeners, something that's going to complement their training or their knowledge about specifically about equine physiotherapy? Do you know what? It's a great question. And the answer is no. And for quite a while, I've been thinking about actually writing one for that exact reason, because I don't think that there's anything adequate out there in the literature, which is easy and simple to understand, but also, you know, explains things in detail. So that's, I'm working on that as we speak. Okay. Okay, good. And I think when you've got it done, we'll uh, we'll have to put it not only just on your page about, you know, Tom Simpson, but we'll also put those details on your chats page, which will be good. That sounds great. And I think also to our listeners, you know, for people that are looking for a book or for some information to read a bit more, I think Tom's website is good and we'll put those details at the end as well. Yeah. But oh, okay, great. <laughs> meanwhile, Tom, what are you looking forward to in the future? What does your future hold? I'd really like to grow 
the brand Equine Performance Physio, which is my business name, and mm-hmm. I really am very passionate about providing, as we mentioned earlier, qualified, experienced therapists. I mean, Australia-wide, really. I'm sort of branching out into Melbourne a bit. I do a lot down there, and I'd really like to set up someone there. So I'd really like to have, you know, EP Physio synonymous with physio mm-hmm. um, for people and their horses because yep. there's so many passionate people out there that can't find the right person, you know, to treat, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd really like to provide that service and getting there slowly. Mm-hmm. So that's number one on the, on the agenda and through that provide the education necessary for people to then, you know, perform self-management and, and whether that's through, you know, some sort of social media like a YouTube channel or, or you know, website or something like that. But I think there's a real void in the um, industry for that. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of information out there, but not the consistent thing that people trust that they want to go to to get it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's in the pipeline and both of those things I'm very passionate about about achieving. Okay, good, good. Now, just to do with your philosophy with horses, can you summarise that in a few sentences? Include the physio in that. You're not just your philosophy with horses, but, you know, within your role as an equine physiotherapist. Yeah, there's no doubt from day one, and I'm proud to say it hasn't changed. The the horse's welfare is always my number one priority, and I'll certainly step on a few toes, and whether I'm right or wrong is of no consequence because I'll always have the horse's welfare in mind. And if I question people rightly, fantastic. And if I question them wrongly, well, at least I've posed the question. So that's always been my driving force. And anyone who was interested in getting into this industry that has to be their driving force because I just don't believe you'll be resilient enough to touch back on what we mentioned before if if that's not and you'll provide the best service you can if it is so ensuring that they're the number one priority is without doubt my philosophy that's without doubt Good. unfortunately I have owners who speak so you have to talk to them but you get around that mm, mm, <laughs> you manage mm, them mm, for <laughs> the sure horses are the, yeah, no, yeah, I'm being facetious, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's certainly, without that. Yeah, and I think you know, you talked about the passion required to get into the industry. You know, that's that's important. The passion, the thoughts about the welfare. Oh, without that, and, yeah. and a lot. I mean, you know, I, I it's great. I receive a lot of inquiries about work and what I did to get there, and just unfortunately, time and time again, people want to take the short road, and, and it's. I just think they sell themselves short, let alone the animal, mm. because there's no short road to get there and the road will be much longer if you don't do it the right way because inevitably you get found out. You know, people yeah. that are massage therapists posing as physios, people that have done the course in the UK but it's not accredited here, or people that are, you know, chiropractors posing as massage therapists or, or physios posing, whatever it, whatever it is, I think you've just got to, you know, if you're really passionate about it, you'll get the right training in it, the best training in it, and then you'll perform mm-hmm. that role. And you don't go above and beyond yep. it. And you know yep. where your yep. barriers start and stop. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. Now, Tom, how can people contact you? You can easily give me a call or shoot me a message if I don't answer because nine times out of ten I've got a handful of gel or needles. But um, <laughs> 0405-272-880. Or just send me an email with any inquiries, questions, advice at Tom at E for Egg, P for Peter, and then the word physio. So it's epphysio.com.au. Brilliant. Okay, and we'll put those details on your page at Horse Chats as well, which will be horsechats.com.au. 
horsechats.com slash Tom Simpson or just go to horsechats.com and search for Tom. Brilliant talking to you. I think you're the first physiotherapist we've had, and I've certainly got the best. So, um, you know, <laughs> pretty you. excited about that. So, um, you know, I'd love to have you back another time to talk about a bit something else in a bit more specialised. And as soon as your book's available, just let us know, and we'll talk about that as well. No, fantastic. I really appreciate the interest and hope everyone has found it slightly informative. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any any questions because there's, yeah, there's some great stuff you can do from a physio point of view that, that your horses will absolutely love you for. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 